on the show, it's only good vibes. Talking about music from Beyonce to tribe. In the world where it's always politicking. Run, why your boy Kanye be tripping? I don't know, so we put it on the show. Listen to Conrad when he brings up mental health. Is Michael Jackson really the king of pop? There's no debate if you ask, be shocked. Conversation so tight, it be gripping ya. We love getting suggestions from our listeners. Do something foolish, try and run if you can. All you gonna do is end up a victim of Who's Man's. Welcome to another week of Who's Man's podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Ron, wait, I forget. Does Ron usually start off with the yeah. intro? Yeah, yeah. We ain't done that in a while. So I don't know what uh, we used to say anymore. So I don't know how to read that. You like. Because uh, what we have been doing is the talking and just starting off like that. True. Yeah, lately. It's been a hey, minute. Hey, Papa Conrad. Wow. <laughs> He's a dad now. That's so, that's so weird, right? <laughs> it's so odd, but it's great all at the same time. Have you used your dad voice yet? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Hey. what you there doing? Well, Why are you so loud? We don't have a dad lying. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a new one. I know you're going to roll it around. All hard on Yeah, no. Nico might be bad. All right. <laughs> How many times you got to poop? Huh? I got to buy diapers. <laughs> it's going to be Brian. It's going to be Brian. These diapers ain't free. <laughs> so, Conrad, as we continue the discussion and whatnot, what do you... Did you already kind of have some ideas of the kind of father you wanted to be? And now that he's here, have those, has that vision changed? Yeah. I mean, it's, I think one thing that we don't really like necessarily think about, well, we might think about it once we like finally realize it. And maybe you guys as well, since you're married now, it might start coming out. You're catching like things your parents do or, or did or come out in you. In relationships or so on so but so for me I've always wanted a mix of parenting of my parents because I feel like to get way of parenting combined is like a perfect balance mm. and I had that in my in my head like I want to have like my dad's calmness and uh patience and all that with my mom's like I guess outgoingness and like comforting and care and like being able to like nurture Mm-hmm. Um and you know you can mold that in your head, but <clears throat> I mean I, I when he was born I have the emotions that I, ex- I was expecting to have. I think primarily because everything happened so fast and it wasn't like in my head I thought I was gonna have like she was gonna be able to go through the whole labor and give it naturally and do the whole you know. I cut the umbilical cord, I hand, you know, get skin to skin, all that stuff you like are, mm-hmm. would happen on a textbook uh, birth, but with the circumstances that happen, everything switched to like, okay, I got to be alert, figure out are both baby and mom okay, are they going to make it to the C-section? So all this stuff was going through my head. I didn't have time to like <clears throat> process my emotions. Hence why I ended up writing a letter because I like it was like oh was it the one that you posted yeah and oh, those were like how, so that's how I was like I thought I was gonna cry nothing 
I mm. thought I was going to be like, it like happened so fast. It was such a slow, like everything you like have nine months of a pregnancy, even over more than nine months to me, I think. But the longest part was those last two weeks where you're waiting for her water to break or so signs of labor. And then you sit there and witness like how Tori, you were saying that um, did like her motherly instincts turn on. It was like the moment she got in the hospital, the moment her water broke, it was like her body knew exactly what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But also That's at the so same crazy. time, the body can only do so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I always think about a baby. A baby's a parasite. Like, as much as <laughs> might not, Wait, like, a baby is like a parasite, you know? Oh, okay. So like at this moment, now the body is like, I'm done with this thing. Like, I need mm-hmm. to push it out. Right. But then mm-hmm. that thing is trying to push up might not come out as it's supposed to. So like Nico just gonna come out. His he just wasn't gonna come out until he and and I think also like her uh, Carly's body just needed more help. But we got to the point where Carly was just exhausted from being in labor. And yeah. the crazy thing I learned that even if she's having contractions and dilated. Until she gets to like seven, um, seven centimeters dilated, she's not considered in active labor, technically. So you have to get to seven? Considered in active labor is what okay. I learned. Okay. So Carly, <laughs> Carly was like, like, Carly was like, like, F five. that. I was in labor the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what, like, to cut the sh- long story short, what happened was, mm. Water broke at 5 a.m. And mind you, Nico's like a week late. I think she went 41 weeks. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. She, went, she went, ended up going 41 weeks. And he was late. Thursday, we were supposed to go in that evening to get her, to start her getting induced because she didn't like, she wasn't even like dilating. She was like, I think barely a centimeter. And it was like, her water broke. She was still a centimeter. So then, Next thing you do, they have to, like, put this, like, bulb in her to help with dilate, dilating, and they blow it up so she can get to, like, five centimeters. So all that's happening, we get there, water breaks, we get there at, five, eight, like, 6 a.m. 6 a.m. happens, nothing's, you know, we get in there early. Um, we only even reason we went there was because... Uh, earlier than what we were supposed to is because since he, he had his like first poop in her, since he's so much gr- like growing, I think it's called meconium is their first mm-hmm. uh, void. So since he, he did that inside of her, we had to go in just because with that is risk of infection and all that stuff. And then mind you, with all this happening, she goes, she goes there, we get there 12 hours of contractions and nothing's happening. Almost, fi- almost 12, 15 hours of it. So she's having like crazy contractions and they've like upped her on these drugs called Pitocin that helps you like um, have stronger contractions. And so nothing's helping. We're doing all these things. We're trying to walk around, listen to music, nothing. So at this point she's exhausted and then her body is just shutting down, like shaking, hormones are going crazy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like looking at this like, this is crazy. Like women, I'll, she was giving it her all. I know she was her all. 
and still, like, you have no control of, like, this baby coming out until like, the baby's, like, trigger something for your body to be like, all right, he's ready or she's ready to come out. So she's like, look, I need my epidural. Like, I need it. I can't do this anymore. Gets the epidural, feeling good, blah, blah, blah. They check her. She's still five centimeters. From, like, 8 p.m. to, like, 10 a.m. the next morning, she was she had not dilated much at all. And she was so tired. She was exhausted. And so we decided, you know, to get and then she got an infection because of him having the meconium in her. She ended up having an infection. So that's why I was saying, like, it was just different. Like, it wasn't the textbook. So that's why my, like, whole... So when he was born, I didn't have my... And then I finally, like, after the ball dropped and I'm sitting there with him, I'm like... Like, it's, like, kicking in now. Like, all everything has, like, settled in my... Are starting to come down. And uh, <clears throat> I... I started thinking about those that same question you asked me was like, I brought a kid in a human life into this world, and now I'm responsible for him legally. Yes, I'm responsible for him until he's 18 or whatever, but like for life or until I'm on this earth, I'm responsible for this kid. Mm-hmm. And then you start thinking about mm-hmm. all the stuff you did mm-hmm. when you were growing up or the things you wish your parents did. And I'm thinking about. <clears throat> Am I going to be lenient? Am I going to be traditional? Am I going to be a mix? Dad, who comes and talks to him? And, like, am I going to freak out when you said I have sex? Like, it's crazy all those things that flash and, like, just happen. Just you're sitting there holding him. Is he going to have good character? Is he going to be a good person? Like, I'm already thinking about that stuff, and he's only three weeks old. And Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever would have sat there and thought about that until he was here so it's like kind of I guess those other things like how motherly instinct comes in like fatherly instincts are coming in like you're now like thinking about being even more of a provider that <clears throat> now that you added this person into you guys' life you're considered a family which is also kind of weird that we never consider ourselves family Al. <laughs> but um, so I guess it's just the long-winded quest, the long-winded answer I just gave, but in short, it's just more of like it's, it's beautiful. It's more of like every day is something new, so I will never be able to like as much as I want to mold myself to be a certain father. I think I'll have to mold myself as I go, because um, even now, like learning different aspects of who he is, his characters are slowly showing his like mannerisms are slowly showing who. Uh, who he he might be <clears throat> um and i'm learning with that and then on top of that like i can't uh forget that also i'm married so my wife is also a priority <laughs> like a lot of mm-hmm. you kind of <clears throat> forget that you were partners before the kid comes in I, I don't know if any of you guys read the will smith book or, Not yet. I mean, but i heard it was but cool. they, it's really good, and I think he also talked about this on the red table at one point. So I just—it's not really a spoiler, but he talks about like prior prioritizing himself, like when he was, in, and they asked him like put five top five things that are most important, or something like that. First two things was him, <clears throat> and then came the kids. 
Mm-hmm. Normally, you'd put like my kids first, then your wife, then yourself. You may even put yourself last if you're thinking of, especially as a. But the thing was like it was like you can't be happy. You're if you want to take care of your kids or your family and love fully first love yourself and be happy within yourself and then your partner should do that for themselves as well be either love for themselves and then together when you guys what you have together creates that dynamic because you know that you love yourself and you're fully capable of being happy without someone and then when you find someone who does the same thing and you bring a family in it's easier to spread love and happiness blah 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 down the line <laughs> so it's like hard right now to like I have to always remember and the biggest the best advice I was told like, becomes don't forget about mama. Someone told me that. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh you know, like they'll the baby will be born, the dad will hold the baby and then the mom just cleaned up blah and whatever. <clears throat> and so she get to check on mom because when the baby's delivered you can do whatever, she's still sitting on the table. Or laying on the bed, being like clean, up and has no idea, no one around her. <clears throat> Try to remember that now, while we're home. Like, much as like ninety percent of our attention is on Nico, I have to remember to give that other percent of it. She's good and checking up on her and seeing her mental, all that. So it has been a pro- mom, this has been a process. <clears throat> it's moms do tend to take on more of the mental load. Yeah, and it's just not something that they can usually control. Yeah, and also like <clears throat> me myself, it's hard because I want to be like as helpful as possible, but also at the same time, like there's only so much I can do in this moment. So like for instance, like I'm a light sleeper. To feed him, I'm awake. Like all right, well if you're gonna get up, I'm gonna be up. But then in, in high, I really should just be sleeping because if both of us are exhausted from being up it's gonna be harder to take care of him like so if like she's awake feeding i should really be sleeping can't sleep i can take him and soothe him so that later in the evening day i'm like if one of us is really one slept a little bit and can like help give like a power nap or something like that mm-hmm. so it's like those type of things that <clears throat> i didn't go to daddy we didn't go do like a class or anything um but i'm assuming those are the stuff they'll like touch on and how to like take breaks and make sure your partner is sleeping and blah 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 but family is very helpful too like just having people who've experienced this already to tell you like you know the other thing is they see the bond you're you as a woman will have with your mother right after you. that was also very like cool to see like it's like that like um versus for the best way i can put it on the guy's perspective father son but the moment like i got married the moment like i finished college and started working that bond for some reason just automatically came together because we finally had something in common to talk about like Oh, now you're a married man. We can talk about marriage and life mm-hmm. and what to expect in life. And now that you're working, how to finance yourself. So it brought us together. And then, like, for like that mother daughter, it's like you, 
your mother's finally seeing what she's been telling you about all her all your life you know like you hear like wait till you have your own kids or wait till you give birth to your kid and see what the love you have for them and you can see like that joy in like her mom when he, she was here just seeing like her daughter now being a mother and it's so like sweet. it's like a cool like thing to witness like dang she's like a proud like oh yeah finally you now know what love is type thing um and the grandparent goes goes hard for their granddaddy uh oh man yeah they go hard they go hard that's true (laughs) yeah but so it's awesome like congratulations connie and to to carly too um that has to be a blessing like that has to be huge blessing in the world And that's why I said, like, for people who um, want kids, like, just, I think I said it in my letter, like, women in general, whether they don't want kids or want kids or don't, can't have kids, it's, like, a crazy, like, you guys are, like, wired so amazingly that the love that you give is, like, automatic. It's so, like, fascinating. Like, it's just automatic. Like, I don't think anyone else species that's not a like women have their this love that you and I, and I think for me I witnessed it because of birth but I don't think that's the only way to witness that love <clears throat> and I guess the first time I witnessed it was marriage because people asked me how was marriage I was like it's a different type of love you can't describe it like it's like as if a switch finally once you say I, I do once you say I do that switch is flipped and you don't even know how to describe like how you love your wife and I think that or how you love your partner so like now that switch flipped again and it's like I don't know how to describe this love I have for this human being but it's immense it's crazy it's it's like unpredictable so I wish people can have that feeling one day or express that feeling or give that feeling to somebody or receive that feeling because it's like undeniably like the the best emotion to feel. Like if I if I don't remember what the what are the hormones for like love or like when you release is it like serotonin like dopamine serotonin. or serotonin oh. like what I don't remember right now. But like whatever serotonin that hormone was, like joy or something. Whatever that hormone was was full that day. So you can feel it being released. <laughs> but it was great. That was great. I'm oh, excited. Congratulations. Shanka, Shanka, Shanka. Can't wait for you guys to meet him. Mm. Big boy. I can't wait to meet him. So, yeah. So cuddly. Brian, you're right. You're yeah. there. Brian, how have you been? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for anyone who, you know, is out there listening, if you're out there <laughs> at, this, at this point, uh, it's been a minute. Um, last talk, so we're just checking Look, in, really. It's all right. Look, y'all weren't doing anything. Y'all were doing the same thing we we're all doing, sitting on the That's couch, we were flipping the through shows, mm-hmm. getting tired of watching shows. <laughs> y'all love it on the fans. <laughs> y'all wasn't doing shit no way. Yeah, so y'all weren't gonna <laughs> listen to us anyways. <laughs> well, Brian, what's up with you? You know, I am just trying to navigate life and keep my head on straight. Mm. Probably the best way to put it. That's fair. Yep. 
Life What's going on with y'all? <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. We've really just been in the house the last three weeks. So, yeah, I really haven't, not, nothing really new going on. I got a new position at my job. Hey, um, which cool. let, me, let me upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Let's that go. Great. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, we've pretty much, we're, we haven't, like, given up on our honeymoon, but we did decide to do something. We decided to do something. So Ron had a really good idea to do like a staycation at a nice um, Airbnb Ooh. and just mm. just the two of us, just relax, all that good stuff. In Austin, be romantic. In Texas or in Texas, yeah, we'll probably be in okay. Austin or outside of Austin. Okay, that's good. I still have a lot of hope, and um, mm. I really do. <laughs> I I appreciate that because I've been and I up. think <laughs> and I'm just looking at it from the like as much as the numbers are high and everything it's also like of course they're high because everyone is getting tested no matter what now like people are getting which is like people are getting positive even if they didn't have symptoms so the numbers look high but they're also like it sounds weird but it's also going down slowly i just have i just have i just think march i think march is when they at least here they say their peak is going to be february so i'm hoping i'm hoping that for your guys' sake too that it's true and by the time you guys decide to plan something to go and i'm assuming you guys are going to go around the 13th yeah, the be- weekend of our first first year anniversary. Okay, so. But <sighs> March 11th is South by Southwest, and for those that don't know, Austin is like known for live music and entertainment and the South by Southwest festival uh, that lasts like ten days. But that's coming, and this year it's not virtual. And even if it's virtual, a lot of bars and venues like to have like off-site type of um, kind of like satellite South by Southwest events. Mm. So that's it, cool. it, and, and thousands of people from all over the world come to mm. So I'm just like, I just don't see it, the numbers going down when it is here. Because you were originally like, we could town, but then when I found out South by was coming, I was like, oh, never mind. What is it like, COVID number, the place you guys are wanting to go? Um, the place that we want to go, like the Airbnb. No, like if, like I'm, I'm saying, like if you guys were to do your honeymoon, ideally, like what you want to do, have you guys looked to see what their COVID rates are in that area or island or wherever you guys are deciding to go? So we have not. It's, it's in. It was in the Dominican Republic that we were going to go originally, but I. You know how moms, they like to um, not warn you about things, but they want to make sure you are, uh, you're given a heads up on information that might freak you out. So she she kind of made a good point. I was looking into this about how there's a lot of countries that rely on tourism that will underreport the numbers. So mm. that's been in the back of my mind a little bit. But I've, 
I don't know. It maybe maybe things are are fine there, but I don't know if I don't know if we would still consider going there if things even yeah. get better. I feel like being in Texas too. So many other places are handling this so much better that I agree with Conrad. It may be worth it to check it out mm-hmm. just to see how they're handling it. That's uh, true. Like I heard uh, people in New York, like they have like an app that you download and you have to, or you can use it, but you put your ID in there and you put your va- uh, vaccination information in there. And before you walk into any location, you have to show that. Yeah. We don't do that here. Um, I would it, say, yeah, just look into it, yeah, like Brian's saying, because, like, for instance, like, when I, like, went to Dubai, and granted, Dubai's a little, like, high, like, restrictions and stuff, but for them, like, to go, you had to do the same thing, you had to download an app to show that you're vaccinated, or to show that you had a COVID test, but I think at the time we didn't have the, had the vaccine come out yet, mm-hmm. but you had to have that, um, you had to report if you were in contact, kind of like how they were in Virginia, there was an app that if they used Bluetooth, and if you at the beginning it was called COVID Wise, and I think we're still using it. But if you were in the vicinity of someone who was COVID positive, it would alert you, mm. and or if it will like tell you like, hey, yesterday you were in, um, uh, you were potentially exposed at in this area at this time, like let's say you were at an event or something or you were visiting someone who tested positive and you were in that same area as them, mm-hmm. they will send you an alert. So there's some places that have apps like that. Um, like a just, contact tracing app? It's basically like a contact yeah. tracing app. So it, it only works, obviously, if the person says like, hey, yes, I, I tested positive, blah, blah, blah. But um, Apple. I don't know, it's like, sorry, go ahead. Apple actually had something like that. It popped up on my phone. I just got a new phone because I had to. But it popped up on my phone like, hey, we can track where you've been and who you've been around and let you know basically what you just described, Conrad. I thought it was creepy. So I said no. But uh, (laughs) your phone can do it. Because if you think about it, your phone knows where you are and everybody else is. So they would be able to track it easily. But the thing is, there's nothing they're not tracking you now. They're just not telling you true. about it. True, true. Damn, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like it's like going incognito and thinking you're really hiding. But you, right. <laughs> it's like you go outside your phone. Like you sure you want to do that? Cause you don't want to know. But I'm, I'm going to tell you what I know. Uh, <laughs> you might not want to go out tonight. <laughs> you might want to stay. You know the sad thing is. That anywhere outside the U.S. is probably doing a lot better than what the U.S. is doing. So I mean, we're getting four tests once. Once. Yeah. What if someone has more than two kids? Yep. Yep. Sophie's choice. Right. Four, four tests, I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's, if it's the Bion, if it's the Binax, it was the Binax or Binax, whatever. Binax, it comes to a package, two tests in one package, but um, the okay. purpose of that is literally you're, the way you're supposed to use it is if you feel like you're sick and you test, you test and you're, you're negative to retest again like the next day. 
make sure because sometimes there's a threshold and sometimes you don't. So you use up it, two it tests within like 24 hours. Basically. They, that's how they say you should use them, but it like again, it's just the fact being, that all this is happening. We're still. we're into this. We're in year three, mm-hmm. we're going into year three, and we're just now getting free tests. Just now about to get free and ninety five now. Yeah, it's sad. I hate it. Like it's <laughs> it's bad, man. Like I just Ooh. doesn't. I just wish there's like this is the issue with pol- like ha- having politics touch every little aspect of everything in life. Everything in the higher ups, I would say, or in the big. It's like at some point, I wish you could just shut it off and be like, "This is for the like this is for the people." Like we're trying to get people health. Like even you see it in hospitals, man. Ethically, I'm just like, this cannot be right. Like you guys are pushing people out just so you can get beds, and I get it, it's a hospital, you need beds. But also, it seems like the more people you fill, the more money you get. I'm just like, gosh, like we can't mm-hmm. push people out if they're not mm-hmm. ready to be out, and we'll be back in like a month or less. Yeah, I just don't see how we get out of this. I we just live with it like the flu. I'm assuming. But I think the biggest the mistake we made was calling in a vaccine. I think that was one of the biggest thing they failed on getting people. Because it's not a vaccine; it's just a shot, you know. Yeah, it's like the How flu. Is the flu. Because a vaccine is like a vaccine is supposed to stop something. Like think about all the vaccines you've had, like chickenpox, yeah. like people who had smallpox. Um, so it's supposed to be prevented, like stop something for stop you from getting sick. But isn't the flu shot referred to as a vaccine? It is, but oh, no. it's still because it, it's like they call it the, but it's the same thing. It's a shot, because if that was the case, we wouldn't shouldn't be getting because we shouldn't be getting it every year. So I wish they would have just presented it as like a shot because yeah, viruses. Yeah. I mean, coronavirus has been here forever. It's not something. It's not like a new virus that decided to appear all of a sudden. It's always been around. Um, but like most viruses, so. If a new season comes around and, you know, some people weren't like all these variants that are happening because some people are vaccinated, some people are not. Some people, are, it's like it needs a host to live. So if you can find a host and live longer, even if you're vaccinated, that means it's mutated and become stronger. So it's like every year we're going to have to get a shot of some sort, you know. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel eventually that's what's going to happen. But. Also, it's like with science, it changes every day. So, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. moment where, you know, don't get this. Next moment, you have to get it. It's, I don't know. It sucks, but eventually, to live life, you're going to have to get everything that you need. Like, I think Ron said it best. It's like, even if you don't want the vaccine, like, eventually, you're going to have to have it just to have the basic enjoyment of life. <laughs> Like well, going to, look, going, to going to a restaurant, you're gonna need it. Like already happening, traveling to another country, you're gonna need it. If you're someone who travels and likes to enjoy that, going won't be surprised if things happen. No change. Going to a concert, comedy shop, comedy clubs. I didn't went and got this booster, 
and my damn <laughs> armpit is swollen. So I don't know what's <laughs> going on. But they're going to have to figure it out. Before, if we got to do it every know. year, you got to let me know. what Y'all need to figure That's out all the side effects. That's definitely not normal. That's interesting. Your armpit is swollen. It's been swollen all day, or it just, it just started swelling? No, like all day. It, I don't even think it's swollen. It's just like, you know how, but like when you feel <laughs> something on your body, you know, you like feel something on your body and you go to like another thing on your body that's the same to see if it feels the same. It's like I've been feeling it's happening in my left armpit. So I've been feeling my right armpit. And I'm like, oh, Could maybe they do feel different. Hair? No, I had those. Okay. But no, this is like. No, no, no. Did you ice it? Have you done anything? Ice? No. Nah, I just complained about it. If it well, <laughs> I'm gonna give it one more day. If it's yeah, still bad, right. I'm gonna call my doctor. Yeah. But all that to say, if you want me to take a shot every year, I'll do it. Just tell me what's gonna come with it. Because y'all told me it wasn't gonna be like this. Yeah, ain't say nothing about my armpit. I actually did hear it was gonna be like that for some people. Not like, like the swollen part, but I've heard that people, I knew that people could still get sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'll tell you this, just from being, like, now I'm not in the lab anymore, but I'm so I'm like, in the forefront and seeing everything more. It's scary, y'all. Like, it's so scary when COVID makes a turn into you and it takes you the other way. And you can't, mm-hmm. You can't defeat it. It's such a sad thing to, like, witness. Like, that's why, like, everyone says, why'd you, why'd you get the booster? It's like, because I do not want to take a chance with it. Yeah. And I, if, That's my thing. Like, why do you, like, you're taking on this risk. Y'all want it? Like, people yeah. are suffering with it. Like, I do not want, like, yes, I'm a healthy person. Yes, I exercise. I try to eat healthy. But when I see a 35-year-old come in and is rocked by this, mm-hmm. and now it's like his life has changed, and all this stuff has changed in their their life because of COVID. Uh, yeah, no, I can't. Mm-hmm. And and <clears throat> and seeing that, yes, I can still get it. I mean, shoot, if you get the flu shot, it doesn't mean you can't get the flu. <laughs> you can still get the flu. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. that you won't be as dramatically or you know impacted by it, but. I just can't wish that people who didn't want to get the vaccine just kept did their part as far as like continuing to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Like that's all I care about because wearing masks. One of the wear, wear my body, my work. choice, which is so interesting. <laughs> wearing a mask, one hundred percent works. It actually is probably better than the damn vaccine. Like, I wish if you're not gonna get it, at least you can make an educational. You know, mm-hmm. decision that look, I don't want the vaccine. I don't, and I get it. If people don't want it because they don't understand it, they don't trust it, they don't know what's going to happen to them in five years. Well, I, that's fine. It would be odd to not be skeptic about it, but do your part on the other end. If I'm not going to get it, so I'm just going to keep wearing my mask. At least for sure, I know I'm doing my part, and I know I'm for sure I'm not going to get it if I'm protected in that. You know? Yeah. But. Anyway, there's speaking a, of COVID. <laughs> there's a, real quick, there's a um, disability activist that I follow on Twitter and TikTok. She's, she's black and she is actually disabled. She's had cerebral palsy, I think she, since she was born. 
And she talks a lot about how, first of all, just how people in general treat disabled people. Because when you think about it, just the more I've looked into it, the disabled community is, and those who have a visible disa uh, disability, they are treated the worst probably out of any group. And if you're black and disabled, oh, mm. but she talked a lot about how a lot of people who are getting COVID, they are becoming disabled. And so they don't realize this, but the U.S. especially, they don't care about, care about disabled people. They're leaving us to die and they're just going to dispose of these disabled people and let them die. Last or two weeks ago, the CDC director said, basically said the majority of people that died were, you know, severely disabled. So basically not even, just basically saying that the disabled community, community is like just disposable, they're going to die anyway. It's inevitable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and just by your reactions, that, that tells me, because I didn't know about this either until I looked her up and everything. A lot of people don't know this, that like there is like actual eugenics and like genocide happening in this country. And it's affecting those who struggle in everyday life because they are not able-bodied. And I'm mm. sure all of us who are not disabled have a lot of like underlying ableist views and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Because if if something were to happen to me and I can't walk anymore, like tomorrow, my entire life would change. So that's just something that I like really want people to think about, just about like how people just don't care about those who are disabled. And when you get COVID, you're likely going to have long COVID, which could be considered a disability. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is depressing. Can we move? So, <laughs> well, I just want to make sure I mentioned that. Because no, you're, you're right. No, you're right. I mean, COVID is depressing, period. But yeah. at what point, what measure, like, what drastic measures do you think you would take to not get COVID? Honestly, I have no problem staying in this apartment forever. <laughs> Damn, bro, forever is a mighty long time. <laughs> I feel like a violin should have started playing. Right? I can see your face. I feel so content about it. Like, I have a balcony, so I'll get fresh air. You know, I got a food delivery app, grocery delivery app. I'm good. I'm set. <laughs> so you said I'm good. Okay. I'm good. If I can still FaceTime y'all. Perfect. Hey, Tori. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? Well, <laughs> for effort. <laughs> well, I mean, at least you're not this. At least talking about motherly instincts earlier. Oh is this would this be considered motherly instinct? Houston woman charged after allegedly isolating COVID positive son in car trunk. <laughs> authorities <What>? say. <laughs> Authorities so like, like, were they on the way somewhere? And she could have yeah. Or they were just like, you're not coming in the crib, you're standing in the trunk. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> she took her son to get a test. It says, a Houston mother has been charged after allegedly placed her 10-year-old son in the trunk of her car in an attempt to isolate him after he tested positive for COVID. Then took him to a drive-thru testing site. <laughs> so, 
not the strongest parenting way. Uh, but hey, what did she? What did you say? Come on, we gotta go. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> you know, especially if she warned the kids. She told them, if you catch COVID, you're not getting in the car with me. And you fucked around and found out. This kid, that wasn't a joke. That conversation was like between her and the son. <laughs> and who found them? Authorities said the boy was found on Monday at a testing site for the school district in Northwest Houston. <laughs> I bet you that's how it went because I bet you she had she did not understand what was what was wrong with what she did and she said, Oh, he's in the trunk. Here you go. All those nurses turned around and looked at each other like Oh my goodness. I But okay. I mean look. I feel like do you think she? I mean, okay. Does that make her a bad mother? No. I and I. Does she need to? Does she deserve? Does she deserve to get arrested or charged for child endangerment? Did. And and the judge decided to dismiss the case. He didn't. He didn't think that she did anything wrong. It wasn't a smart decision. She, she, Maybe she I, didn't I, have a mask. Maybe she didn't have weight. Oh, you got a t-shirt, girl. I think um. she genuinely thought. I think she genuinely thought that it was a good idea. But I mean, you could survive in the trunk for hours. So the kid was all right. What, guys? She probably put this the is, seat. No. This, this is something that we have to accept. Mm-hmm. That part. <laughs> you should hear the calls that I'm on sometimes. People are dumb. Like, I can't remember the quote, but uh, Selena on the show Veep, who played the, the vice president on Veep, oh, you know she, she had an amazing comment about like how she's talked to thousands of people and literally everyone is dumb. I'm paraphrasing, but like she had a good point. Like people, that's why I generally think like she didn't think anything was. But you know what the the thing I went to right away was like, COVID has people this scared. Yeah. I'm At the same time. <laughs> At the same, that's like what I thought of. Like, this woman's so scared of it. Like, she's like, look, I I I want to make sure you're okay, kid, but I don't, I can't have you in the call with me. And also, like you said, people aren't smart like she doesn't understand like okay if you open your windows throughout the car if it's that you know something that you're that scared about at least you have circulation in your car no one's thinking about that they're just and thinking maybe, like I need you to put you far away and maybe she worked at a job where she couldn't afford to miss miss, miss work yeah. you know I mean, desperate times call for desperate measures I'm sure yeah, she's it's... probably in a quote unquote essential worker yeah. Wait. Well, I don't. I don't get why that was there was sauce on that. Because what is an essential worker? That's always been my argument. Like essential workers are at the hospital and things of that sort, but in no way is a Walmart checkout person a essential worker or should feel like they have to be at work if they don't feel safe being there. Okay, so let, can we talk about that real quick, Ben? So, you personally, where would you draw? You would draw the line at a Walmart worker. 
No, I say an essential worker is someone essential to your life. So what about factory workers? No. But then what about those factory workers that are making the devices that are needed in the hospitals? Mm. Because I I went through the same thing, Brian. That's why that's the only reason I'm asking it is because I thought that too. I was like, uh, we didn't get any hazard pay in the hospital. Nothing from the beginning of this pandemic. They gave us like they gave people like bonuses, like a holiday, whatever. Actually, they just gave us holiday bonus. But people in the factories are getting hazard pay. So I was like, man, that's not fair. Why, why do they get bon- Why are they getting hazard pay, but some healthcare workers and some healthcare facilities don't get hazard pay, and it pissed me off. And also, and then also was like, well, they're not even essential workers; they're just working in a factory. But then, as the pandemic kept going and we were short, everything supplies were just dwindling, mm-hmm. like plastic. A shortage on things that were made out of plastic was going mm-hmm. crazy, and I was like, oh shit, these things are needed in the hospital, so. They need to be in the factory making them. I'm like, but then I'm just like also thinking like they're in a factory where they're all crowded with each other for X amount of hours, so they're probably going to get catch COVID. And you think about the supply chain shortages now. Like so many things are still not in stock because people are rightfully, you know, quitting. So true. And they're and they're leaving. And and I I was concerned, and because of that, like because of we're missing those. Minor inconveniences. I would, I would consider that essential to my life. Yeah. It's anyway. COVID has just made everything weird. Very. People are losing it. You got pastors spitting on hands and throwing it in their eyes of their con- mm-hmm. congregation member. Oh, that I don't know. Honestly, that. So this guy. You know this pastor. He's actually very like famous. He's a viral very pastor. Popular. Like everyone, very popular. Everyone knows him. His like church. Is this, what is I think it's like a transformation type church. Or, it's a big church. It's called yeah. It's like he's a pastor of Transformation Church in Tulsa. And I I, don't know, I call I, I this is hard. I know we we should always accept some people's apologies and stuff like that, but I, it's hard for me to believe he was genuine because he was such a viral pastor because if this had gone any other way where he didn't have the backlash I bet bet you it would go viral the opposite way like since he's such a famous pastor if no one had like said oh that's wrong or that's bad I don't think any of I think we would be in light of it like saying oh pastor illustrates a story in the bible of how Jesus killed a blind man with blah 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 and it would have been good but I just don't get how, like, at what point do you believe in something so hard that you can get disrespected in the middle of it and still want to believe? Like, does that make sense? Like, what? at what point are you blinded? <laughs> no pun. But are you, <laughs> are you blinded by something where, like, this dude, in, this dude who was standing up there where he... The pastor literally spits in his hand and is preaching and telling the story, illustrating the and story was, in the it Bible. It was totally calculated. He was trying to make a show of it. The way yeah. he swished it around his hand, the way he rubbed it oh, all over his face. Oh, he swished it in his hand? Oh, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <I> <laughs> so, so, so for him to, in his apology, for him to say, 
I looked back at it. It was disgusting. Bro, you knew what you were doing. Yeah. You know what you're doing. Do you think the guy who the guy he pulled up there was knew what was coming? I, I heard, heard he that did. was his brother. Yeah, I heard it was he was related. But my mm-hmm. thing is, there's been that concerns me even more. Like mm-hmm. I feel like today people feel like they have to put on such a spectacle yes. at church, and that's not necessary. And he is not. I've I've seen him live or preach before, and he he doesn't do that all the time, or he didn't do it then. But it's just like he wasn't. He didn't put on a show. He like didn't do just... like all the theatrics. Okay. Yeah. Which I understand why you would, why people do that today, because people do have such short attention span, and people do need a little help uh, visualizing what I'm trying to say. Uh, I get that, but during COVID, you put your spit on people. Even before, after, during COVID, like you, you put your spit on people. Oh, yeah. To me, that's like bioterrorism to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my, man's fashion, my man's face is about to melt. <laughs> he could, can't he get sick from that? <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, you can. I mean, to be honest, like, if he had something that was transmissible by body fluid and then he rubbed it on his eye which is a clear the like best way to enter <laughs> your body if you're touching your eyes your clear membrane you're clearly getting something past your membranes and all this stuff like yeah he could get sick for sure for I don't sure. recall seeing him uh, rub a wet wipe mm. mm. my man just either. stood there mm. he, I... he stood there praying and I'm not judging anything, but that's foul to me as a pastor. That's foul. You don't do that. You don't have to go to those ends. And that's why I feel like you're losing the message and what you're trying to do. Because all you're thinking about is what is my next step to make it look, to, to, to bring in more followers, to bring in more. And I get the point, like to get more followers, but for the right reason. Not because I want to come to the, this pastor's church because let's see what he's going to do. He's going to piss on someone now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like those are the wrong. I feel like those are like the wrong reasons to to do your theatrics. They never should have let churches live stream. Oh, why is that? <laughs> Tori, you're what's going on? <laughs> I want to live in this house I forever. Like, That's bioterrorism. Like Damn like pastors. <laughs> because church is just a is just a show. These I don't I don't I don't even go to church anymore these days because of it. It's just, it just seems like a show in most churches. Not all of them, just most churches. Mm, if yeah. I do go to church, I prefer to go to a smaller one, not like a mega one. But like the reason why I say about live stream services is because that allows them to put on the show because they know they're going to get viewers from wherever. And ever since we got people were live streaming, I feel like there's just been a lot of pastors that mean the ass of themselves. And they just like put on and it doesn't and it doesn't feel genuine like it used to be. Like, how do you guys feel about viral podcast or podcasters, <laughs> viral uh, pastors like him? I know there's others. I mean, it's tough. I mean, to me, it's more about like, again, like the character of the person. Like, there's there's ways where pastors or people of faith 
in different denominations that are famous based on bringing people in because of their like their good character of a person and the way they spread the word or spread love to people. <clears throat> and then you have like people where you hear about like Joel Austin, <laughs> mm-hmm. where their intentions they have two sides of the intention of their intentions, I believe, but they're also driven by other things such as money and fame and you hear all these different stories about them as a person. So it's hard for me to like to I guess judge the pastor in their famousness. Yeah. But then it's but then it's also hard because <clears throat> like for the longest time I had a side eye about T D Jakes. I don't know why I just did. Like he's this big famous black pastor. He considered a very famous pastor. And I always give a side eye, but then I don't know, like from my uncle's perspective and what as a as a preacher and he tells me like I have to like finally be like this is just him and his following that actually follow him and this mega church and all additional stuff comes came after the fact. It's not first, I guess if that makes sense. But yeah, it's kind of hard. I don't know. And it's also the time. I mean, everything is streaming, viral. That's how you get people to, damn it, LinkedIn and all these other people trying to recruit people for work are doing the same stuff that are similar to what we see on streaming videos, platforms, because that's what they know is happening. And I don't know if that's ever going to end now. It might be the new way of... <clears throat> um, go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, well, what doesn't sit right with me with a lot of these <clears throat> viral pastors, megachurch pastors, is the fact that a lot of them are millionaires. That does not make sense to me, to be a millionaire and to be, like, a pastor, to me. So, so what do you, uh, so I guess in, if it, is a pastor not supposed to be rich? I mean, to me, it becomes, and maybe I don't really know exactly, like, where their funds are actually coming, or where the income is actually coming, coming from, from in general, but it to, it's just weird to me that someone who I would just think that they would be more modest in how they earn mm. money. It, it, it's mm. always like made me uncomfortable knowing that they're like, they, they that's interesting. Dollars. Is it because of what their job title is that you feel like they shouldn't be that or, or also because you have this picture of like, you probably make most of your money based off of a certain cut the hot, the church makes due to, from donations. Yeah. And it's I not think. like it's not like you're having a salary or you know there's no like X amount of income you're seeing that you know like, oh, they sell this product. But I guess the church is selling a product at the end of the day. <laughs> but it's interesting to me that I just you don't think... like viewing church as a business. That's that's what I'm saying. I don't like mm. I don't like that church is viewed as a business the same way that school is viewed as a, as a business. Yeah, I, I do understand that. I also understand like having grown up in church, like th- the work that goes into it and the sacrifice that goes into it. I'm not saying they should. I I don't know what the 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 dollar amount cutoff should be. But I definitely feel like there should be some sort of reimbursement for the amount of time and effort and sacrifice that goes into leading a church or running a church. Because my mom worked in a church for like 20 plus years. 
So just seeing it from like that standpoint of like, oh my God, do you guys know how much it takes just to keep these lights on? It kind of, it kind of, um, I don't know, it opened my eyes to it. I'm not saying, and she damn sure ain't no millionaire. Uh, <laughs> well, and I, and but, I, and I, yeah. Yeah. I have, I personally know shifty pastors. So there's that part mm-hmm. of it too. So, because I know there's some bills that ain't been paid, but they're, you know, doing other things, frivolous things with do you, money. Do you guys ever wonder, um, if there's anything, because I always think about, like, for instance, like, in Africa, there's always these evangelists that come through and make these congregations do crazy stuff. Like, mm-hmm. this one guy said, like, <laughs> I don't know if it's completely true. You can fact check me, but I believe it. He would tell these women, like, let me basically have sex with you or oh, yeah. give me head because mm. my cum is holy. Oh, no. And you be black, and these women believed did, it. Did not see that. <laughs> I did not. Expect yeah. It so you have way. stuff that drastic, and you. But anyways, you have these so-called evangelic people that are telling, are gathering these people, and they're believing it. And I always wonder, like, we always look at these people, like, how are you crazy? Like, why would you believe this person? But then I always want, always ask myself, at what point? What am I? What in this world that hasn't happened yet that will make me believe it that to, to something like that crazy that or someone else thinks is abnormal, mm-hmm. and me just and me just blindly saying yes. Mm-hmm. I I, got, I don't know if you guys ever think about that, but like I always see whenever I think of someone's crazy, like damn that person crazy. Then I always like I don't know if it's like a check on myself, but I'm like I wonder what I would like if I would do something so wild one day. And people look at me at like, damn, Connor, are you crazy? Like, how would you, why would you ever do something like that? Or why would you ever believe that? Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I feel like, and the theme of today is basically COVID, but I feel like COVID has really fucked people mentally. Oh, uh, definitely. And I, I started to see it. One of my friends made it clear, like, when we were seeing all these things happening on planes, people going crazy on planes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. And I really thought, honestly, like, Social skills, emotional skills, mental skill, all that stuff has just been really like snuffed during these past three years. Like people are having a hard even like me, I didn't believe it. Like Jared was talking to like Ron and us and all this, like saying like, Hey, it feels weird being social again. Like going to uh, a, totally. like going to a bar. Like I didn't know how to have a full conversation anymore because what am I gonna ask you that you aren't doing that I'm that I'm doing that you're not? <laughs> You know, <laughs> right. like, especially if you work in corporate America, like you are working from home, you're sitting at like, and then after that, what else are we talking about? Real quick. Ron, do you feel that way? I mean, I don't go out any these days, but when it, a little bit when I was doing like the work events, see, I definitely feel like it's like, what do we even talk about? We're all doing the same things. <laughs> We're all living the same life right now. At least generally okay. speaking. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, because I, personally haven't felt that way so I didn't know if that was like um like from like an extrovert sort of perspective because at least Jared to me is extroverted and Brian I would consider you extroverted but you know you're so better than I know you so (laughs) I don't want to assume um no I totally agree with that it's hard as hell like just being around people is weird 
even just like mm-hmm. physically like okay where do i stand where do you stand do i shake your hand oh man i used to hug i can't hug no more oh what what do we how far away do we talk from each other even like family because like i'll go home to family and i got my mask on it's like boy i'm your auntie and it's like well okay but COVID. <laughs> like what do you want me to do <laughs> bro this <laughs> is weird it's really really weird and i i've been saying this and I hope it's a smooth landing, but mentally, we have, we don't even know what the impact is going to be over these past two, three yeah. years. And I'm more so That's concerned true. about like the kids. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. COVID kids they're, are going to have a rough. Yeah. Have you guys been seeing the headlines just about like how much students are struggling with the back and forth going? home for virtual learning going back and just like yeah. the constant yeah I, can imagine. I mean I witnessed it with my sister yeah. her first year of college was just awful I can like, imagine her first year of college was in the midst of the, it was the first the fall of COVID and oh, that sucks so that's when all those killings like suicides yeah. were happening at her school Oh, wow. oh my god! Like, their people's grades were awful. They say that like this year was the lowest college application rate in like year, like decades. Great. And honestly, I bet it has to do with like why would I go to school if I can't experience anything? Everything yeah. is like I can't go to basketball games because they're gonna be postponed. They're gonna be canceled because the players got COVID. Like she has to go to virtual like soon after school started. Yeah, and she hated even that, oh. especially if you're a person who doesn't do well with like just sitting. Like if your if your uh, learning method is like you have to like do the work, like touch and then be told, or like you know, mm-hmm. I guess what's the other what are the different learnings? Like you can you can learn if you're a visual learner, if you're a uh, like hands on, and like a thing was like audible, or like you just hear and you get it. Like, if you're a person who has to be hands-on in some way or have to have someone around to ask a question that's there freely as a student, mm-hmm. this was probably the worst thing for you because you're literally just yeah. staring at a screen. And mm-hmm. then you have to email your teacher who might not get back to you for a couple of days or try to explain to you a math equation via Zoom. Like... Recitate. Remember recitation, like that's going real. to recitation yeah. on right. Zoom call, where you're that's right. supposed to help you. <laughs> recitation barely yeah. helped. Now you're on Zoom call. <laughs> See, right. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't get the. To me, the first year of college was my favorite year. Yeah. That for sure. Like she, she. They didn't even get that. That's not that fair. whole class did not get it. Yeah. And the that thing sucks. is that that first second year is so impactful. On, oh, like it's transformative. Yes, it's yeah. like you transitioning into adulthood, and, and that's where you make your friends, like, man. Yeah, like, like your first that's where year, you make your mistakes. Like your, mm-hmm. exactly, you make all your mistakes academically, whatever. But then the next year, you since you've experienced that and you've found your like community of people, that's when you all like move throughout college together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Whew. yeah, and that's not just her. It's like her, that whole class. Like her friends that graduated, same thing. They're struggling with it. Some don't want to go back to school. But then just play yeah, it out. Like at some point, they're gonna be in the workforce. 
right. some yeah, point like, they're going to be, you know, leaders. And what skills are they missing? What it, it's just it's sad, honestly. Man, okay. Twenty twenty COVID hasn't <laughs> always been, it's not only been negative, y'all. Let's 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 let's, let's, let's get a little positive. In it. We saw more what people having we saw more people having family dinners together. More people having family time. People being people starting to take yeah. like. Uh, charge of their health, so exercising. Uh, one of the biggest things for me was have being part of like a black running group. We saw a bunch of those happening in 2020, mm-hmm. like a huge, huge amount of like yes pop up black black like communities deciding like hey like this thing is going to take us out. We have to figure out a way to like not be that percentage still. And it's been really awesome to see black communities at least here in Richmond that I'm part of like taking care of each other like welcoming people like <clears throat> so I guess it's like a bless. it's been also a blessing in disguise for a lot of people for a lot of people and a lot of families and a lot of communities um, I mean for those who work in the those in the workforce like potential for you having four day four day work weeks bring it that has never been Discuss. I never thought I'd ever even th- hear of that discussion in America <laughs> at all. Um, I think a company in California, of point. course, California was one of the, was the first to just finally decide. I can't remember what it was, but they decided to move to four day work weeks. Uh, yeah. Seeing I how mean, val- seeing how valuable you truly are at your job, like yeah. you know. I don't know if you guys have felt that, but like I know some people have like saying like, yeah. I now see the value of my job. Now I'm not there 24 seven. How impactful I am when I'm there. Um, and now all y'all see how important supply chain is. I mean, look, <laughs> I didn't even know what supply chain was a couple years. That's true. That's all you have to hear now. Supply chain issues. Supply chain issues. Man, I was like, you're you stay pumping them out right now. Right. What's your major? Supply chain. You got this bullshit ass major. Don't nobody need no supply chain. <laughs> now we got no meat on the shelves, no toilet paper. <laughs> oh, man. President about to be I, called. Yeah, I really, I really wonder what like the projected like workforce for supply chain is going to be in the next few years because I'm sure everyone now is going to be like I'm going to do that because I for sure going to have job security <laughs> hey real talk I'm not worried I was I just mean, talking shit. to Ron earlier about like how there's not enough black people in supply chain but we really need more black people in supply chain <laughs> true is that Michigan State still largest like business I want to say business school a, major I know we were number one when I was there. Yeah, it always held the number one or two spot for the best supply chain master's program. It was like supply chain and packaging. Yeah, packaging. packaging. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, also probably booming right now. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we should be set up. And nuclear physics. Okay. I heard. Very well. <laughs> you lost me that one. That. What was your major? Nuclear. Free. Okay. All right. Hey, it, was All right. <laughs> it was useful. It was useful in that Don't Look Up movie. Oh, what did you guys think about that? I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. 
it was scary though because it's like I really think it's gonna happen. Do you <laughs> did did it take you a second to realize what it was really about? Yeah. No. To oh. me, it took me like. <laughs> <laughs> See, this goes back to that earlier childhood. Well, me either, then. <laughs> but no, like, I was trying to figure out, like, is this, like, supposed to be, like, a satire? Cause I had no, I didn't, like, read up about it. I just heard that, hey, watch this movie. Uh, it's based on, like, uh, asteroid come into the world to earth and supposed to destroy it so i wasn't sure i didn't really because i was like there's a lot of like weird humor in this but am i supposed to be laughing or am i not supposed to be laughing right until like halfway through the movie i was like okay it's more of like a was it supposed to be satire i uh, dark I think it is i was asking am i supposed to be proud to be a michigan state alumni because they was kind of going in on us they really were. Well, people, people shit on state schools all the time. Yeah. So, Michigan State is a really good school. I like it. I did enjoy it. And I, like Tori said, I think they did a good job of. I heard someone, uh, what is it on Brilliant Idiots? I think Charlemagne or Andrew Schultz said something like it's a good way to depict. Basically, it was a good way of depicting global warming. That's mm-hmm. our global warming right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like this was this was a warning, and I really hope people paid attention. Like this, this is going to happen the way that they're saying. Yeah, and the fact that it's probably too late. Mm-hmm. That's the depressing. That is the most depressing end to a movie, I think I've seen. Like that <laughs> whole final done. <laughs> twenty minutes where they're just trying yeah. to grocery shop, have a nice dinner. And it's like, you don't feel that shit shaking? Like, <laughs> right. That's, I, that's, that's the only part I left. That's, I know. My stomach <laughs> that's the part you left? Yeah. Oh, not about it. Just sit here and hold hands. Oh, just keep so how was your day? Because <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to just sit there. Like, like, y'all see this shit? <laughs> it was great, mother. You made such a great meal today. Like, come like, on. <laughs> <laughs> You know exactly you're about to be burnt up in a few seconds. Lights cutting on and all. Before we wrap up, two things. They Leo's sons. Did they not look like they were at least ten years older than him? And then two Uh-huh. And two, okay, as we wrap up, what would have been if you knew that the world was gonna end, how would you go out? I said I'm just gonna get wasted. Oh <laughs> hell yeah! And I'm 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 coming to find y'all, and we breaking yeah. in somebody's house. Wait what? Wait We need a big. You gotta have a big space, so I need a mansion. So I'm gonna just break in the mansion yeah, wait, wait a now. and get y'all there. <laughs> All right. Well. And if they complain, I'll be spot like, first. really? You only get like 20 more minutes. God, what you What a, you gonna do? That's such a good question. I think I'll be high as fuck. Oh, yeah. I will. I'll be like <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, yeah, did you say here. twisted? Did you say I yeah? Mean, I don't know. Why. <laughs> I'm trying to pass uh, off by when it hit. Honestly, wow, that's a great. That's a great. <laughs> like I, I don't even know what level of high I needed to be, but whatever it is, 
once I see the asteroid coming, I'm gonna feel like I'm part of it. <laughs> like, let's do this together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I help you. <laughs> Let me help you. <laughs> oh yeah. man, I'm you going gotta... out with a bane though. Gotta have some fun, but I gotta be I'm... around people I love. So I guess I get that part yeah. of the movie. Oh, you I guess that would be around my family too. I forgot that. <laughs> I guess. I love, I love you. You ain't gonna, but you ain't gonna fly to back to Detroit when I ask you. Yeah, you can't get to them. <laughs> yeah, I'll call them. Hey, uh, <laughs> I know we're on our way out, but like, you know, who has had like the closest feeling to that is the people of uh, Hawaii when they said they had launched missiles. That uh, who was I think it was like Korea or Japan had launched a nuclear missile and it was supposed to uh hit the islands in X. It was like a false alarm. Uh, yeah, was and that everyone, recent? I think it was a couple it was two years ago. Two years ago, oh those are the only people to this day that probably have you can ask that ask that question. And they'll be able to answer. It. That's why they said me. What did you do there? Huh? Can you? Oh my God! Just get a just get a, an alert saying you about to be nuked. Yep. Like what the fuck are you sending me an alert for? Like, <laughs> like, you think it's an Amber Alert and you look down, you're like, no, you, you know, hey. you about to be <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it checks for the president and just you in danger. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do or say? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Guys, hey. you guys get that notification? <laughs> I tell you one thing: anything I'm working on at that time, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Clearing, throwing that laptop away. I feel like I would, Brian would call people he didn't like and just cuss them out. Oh yeah, calling my boss. Right <laughs> yeah, calling my boss. It'd be fun, but you said they survived. It was a false. It was, it was a false, false alarm. alarm. Oh, see, it, I would they, have to. They I literally to created fire. panic throughout the throughout every single island, like. Thank you. Do imagine Mad like panic. waking up the next day and be like, "Fuck, How hey boss, I'm sorry, I just thought thought I wasn't gonna be here. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't me. My bad. <laughs> sorry, come back to work tomorrow. <laughs> Please, can I come back in? Oh wait, wait, wait. we didn't. Answer. We got sorry, Brian. One last one last question. If you woke up tomorrow and you were white, who would you want to be? Mm. I feel like I've changed. I my forgot answer. to think on that. You know what sucks for me? Every person I thought with, the way their life ended was just not good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you plan on doing? Wait a minute! I was like, said, I'm taking this my I life. Was like, I was like, man, dang! All right, I, I, I thought I like Robin Williams. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, great damn. guy. And then I was like, damn, Anthony Bourdain, I would love his job. Oh, damn, okay. Conrad. All right. <laughs> you gotta like, you. I was like, damn, this is probably why I'm not white. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were going to go full racist. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just go all the way. Uh, just, I want to be the leader of the Ku Klux Klan. Right. <laughs> I want to become a grand wizard today. <laughs> And I'm coming to find all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you had a good one though, Ryan Reynolds. That's a good one. Oh yeah, that was my number one. Pick. That, that is a good one. That, that is, is a good one. one. That was a good one. 
my type of humor. He's not problematic. Can't be that guy. I came down to Adam Sandler. He's a good because person. he just because okay. he just lives his life. Yeah, true. <laughs> he just makes his movies. He looks out for his friends. Yup, so. right. true. Yeah, you have us in the movies. Yeah, I rock with that. Yeah, yeah. I want you to be Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Even though I can, like the idea of being a white person I can last for like an hour. <laughs> Get me out of this kid. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's crawling on me. <laughs> Tori, Tori gonna be like, what's that? Uh, Mar- is it Venom? Mm. Yep. Tori gonna be trying to pull her skin off. It's gonna come back right on. <laughs> no, you're gonna be white forever. I would have to, would have to pick. I would- She's the only one that that I just I love her. Love. Her, I love can her. see that. Mm-hmm. Cause she got black people got love for her. She admits when things look stupid on her, like those bantu knots. Yeah. And, oh, she admitted that. You no. Know, oh, she did. She said, "I don't know what I was thinking." And she said she leaves it up on her Instagram because it's like I can't take it back. I like I gotta uh, keep it on there. I gotta sure, own I respect it. That. Can't yeah. take it back. And by the way, we were just talking about pastors earlier. I was on Instagram just now, just scrolling and. Baller Alert posts this book by Quam Mills called Pastors Eat. Well, what? Is there, <laughs> I think he just ended it right there. Wait, Tori, a pastor wrote that? I don't know if he's a pastor. I mean, remember that pastor wrote, that went viral? Somebody wrote a book. Remember that, viral, that pastor that went viral for his video? I didn't hear about life. that one. <laughs> his pastor went viral for his video, got caught eating the pee. Oh, like that type of video? Speaking of P, what's all this new thing of P? Why are people pushing the why are they posting like the emoji P? Oh yeah, what is that? What is this? It's like a like a parking like sign. A blue, yeah. like a parking, a blue parking sign. What is that? Did the album come out? I'm only vaguely aware. Ron, you I've seen know. it, but I don't know why they're doing are it. We- are we are we not up to speed? I think I am that guy. Oh, wow. I've been there for a few years. Where no, it's just like know. I don't get to I've seen you it are. ever. <laughs> Dude, we're so out of touch. I just saw high schools have bar their own bar stool pages. What? High what? schools? Yeah. Like I saw like East Lansing. East Lansing. East Lansing. What did he say? What's the bar stool? He was thinking about real bar stool. I know. I was like, yeah, furniture. What's wrong with that? <laughs> we can't have furniture today. Brian, like, why don't y'all want the kids sitting down? What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's a child endangerment. <laughs> yeah, I noticed like some of like high schools, like East Lansing High School has one, and they're all everywhere. It was. It's obviously not, cool, but they have their like the exact same logo. I was like, man, yeah, I'm. I guess I'm old. We are out of touch because I have no idea what kids like or do nowadays, or what they're into. Same. Or try to, which is I definitely not get that. I like it. I cannot get on it. I cannot get on it. Yeah, that's true. I refuse. I don't need anything else. Stay strong, Kyra. We don't need that now. I'm not doing okay. it. I get an, I get enough. I feel like I see enough TikTok anyways because it's always lands on Instagram somehow or yeah, the same thing they post. Instagram, 
Right, but the thing about it, guys, when it's on Instagram, it's already like <laughs> it's already like two or three days too late. When you send it to your friends and they already have TikToks, they've already seen it. Oh, well, they're oh, nice. Like they're mama. nice. I feel like they're nice because no one said that to me yet. <laughs> they just laugh with me, so just so they laugh with me. All right. Okay. You're right. Thank you. You're right. We miss you guys. I love you I guys. Miss you guys too. Let's do this again in like six months. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's the will be on the next one. <laughs> right? <laughs> We're going to have a producer that we can get some royalties. Right. <laughs> We're going to have NFTs for Who's Man's podcast. <laughs> I still don't understand uh, NFTs. Me either. Maybe yeah, the same. next one you guys can explain to me. Basically, think of them as digital beanie babies. So don't even worry about them. So Digital it's like you literally baby. are paying for something. You own something that you can't see, you can't touch, you can't do anything. You can, you can technically you can't see it, but it's like people can try to claim that theirs is the only one that's real. But if I make a copy of it, how you gonna start saying that my copy ain't just good? Uh, that piss okay. me off. Now, this, let's be honest here. Is that they're not like the dumbest Digi- thing you've ever heard in your fucking life? What is yes. that Digimon? What is that thing called? Digimon? Digigon? What are those things you see? Digimon? Is it called Digimon? No. What is that thing? A game like, no. show. No, what are the things where you used to people used to buy them and put them on keychains and go like feed Tama, them? Uh, Tamagotchi, Tamagotchi, Tamagotchi. Yeah. Oh, Tamagotchi. never mind then. That's nothing like it. Hey, Tyra, you really been aging yourself the last five days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, guys, don't be a who's man. <laughs> 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 I guess y'all in the winter. Hey, Darnold, I found your twin. Darnold, I found another Darnold in my hospital, and he is bootleg Darnold, but he <laughs> literally walks like Darnold, has his same little high pitched little laugh like Darnold. <laughs> little high pitched little laugh. <laughs> he has the like. He has a nice ass car. Darnold's car is a little nicer, but he has a nice black ass car. He walks on his toes. Like, does Darnold walk on his toes a little bit, or have like a? You are you know you you know like a lot a... more about Castle He got the fresh cuts like Darnold. You've been analyzing. I feel you, dude. You, you said really this is have. Cool. You come up with how this man walks. I'm about to. I'm about to send it to you because I sent it to him and be like, "Yo, I found no, it." Yeah, kid. I want to see. And he has the same mannerisms. It's really weird. Like, really weird. When you say hi yeah, to him, I, can, I, say, I, say, his lost brother. <laughs> I said hi to him, and he said something back to me. I had to walk fast because I wanted to laugh. Because I was like, dude, that's something Darnold would say. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Hope COVID is not around you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, love on